Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I used to sing along to this, but you ruined it for me because you've put my singing voice on the air, and my singing voice was never meant to be on the air. There's some things that Minnesotans just should not partake in, and that's one of them. Uh, do you are you referring to uh, this by chance? Meant to. I've been waiting for this moment. Come on, Jordan. Come on. Come on. Woo-hoo. Is that is that what you're talking about? That was Jordana. That was not me. No, 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 no. That's fake. I've got Jordana too, though. That's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> that I want to hear. <laughs> She's very self-conscious uh, about she, her, her she singing is. voice. Yeah. Very. Which is interesting. She's more self-conscious than you, and you're yeah. a worse singer than her. So Yeah. I'm just I'm at the stage of life where I just don't care. <laughs> You know, you get old enough, people say, oh, yeah, you know, he's a little senile and eccentric and he does stupid stuff. I, I just, I'm at that stage. I'm, I'm cl- I can see that stage mm-hmm. coming up that chapter. Yeah. Kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> you work your whole life um, and you hope to reach that stage. When's the next time you're getting on an airplane, Paul? Soon? Uh, we're supposed to be going to Italy. Yeah. In early June. And a trip that was canceled Two times. Oh, and finally rescheduled. Yeah. Okay. And uh, will you mask up for your flight and in security line and not, in the airport? What I'm do you think you're going to sure. do? I'm not sure. I don't know. The honest answer is yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should be able to make their own decision and we shouldn't be judging other people. Yeah. Right. Would it be nice if we didn't judge other people? <laughs> so you think we should all make... Our own decision. So you support the ruling that lifts the mandate. I'm I'm not sure that the ruling is wise. I think I think the regulations would have come off either way. It's it's unsustainable. At some point, I I think people have to make their own decisions. But I I do think that having mandatory masking, as annoying, as frustrating, as maddening as that was for so many people who got it confused with freedom and liberty, I think it probably has saved a lot of lives. I do. I, you know, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But um, Andy Slavitt was the uh, head of Medicare and Medicaid under President Obama, and he tweeted out something that made me think. He said, if airlines can ask us not to eat peanuts on board, if there's somebody with a peanut allergy... Why won't they ask us to wear a mask if there's an unvaccinated four-year-old 
or a cancer patient on board. So where my brain immediately went was, well, you know, if, if you're immunocompromised, maybe you shouldn't be flying. It's like, well, okay, but if all of us make a small sacrifice and wear a piece of cloth over our face, that immunocompromised person or that four-year-old could fly with a greater level of safety. What do you think about that? I mean, I know you're ready for the mask to come off, right? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. I think I'm ready for the mandate to be over. Um, I will certainly bring a mask with me next time I'm on an airplane, and I think I will wear it sometimes and not wear it other times. But this pandemic isn't something that's going to go away even now over two years into it, and we have to learn how to live with it. And I think this, you know, being able to make our own decision in this area, I think makes sense. And I and it's reflectant of mask mandates all over the country. And I think it's silly to require masks in an airport or an airplane, but not all the other places. I, th- I think that's silly. So I think it's time we stop. And, you know, I hope we don't have to reinstate all those mandates if this takes a turn for the worse. But right now it seems like the right thing to lift. This virus just keeps making us looking look stupid yeah. and stupider. I mean, right? Every yeah. time we, ah, it's over, we're done with it, but the virus isn't done with us. The mm-hmm. virus makes the rules. We yeah. don't make the rules. The yeah. virus tells us when it's over, not us. Mm-hmm. Our listeners, uh, one of our listeners says, Paul, too late. Another listener, I trust no one. They'll get my mask when they pry it off my cold, dead face. Wow. wow. Okay. Hey, Paul. Interesting, it can be one person, a federal judge, who made that call. Congress should be part of the government to make these kinds of decisions, but we know how well that works. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, it usually doesn't work. We don't agree on anything. Another listener, uh, Paul, I will continue to wear a mask. It is not over. Bad timing with a new Omicron BA2 variant on the increase. Paul, I think airline travel is still a bug catcher because it's proximity to the next person. Another listener, Paul, it's way too soon. In a week or two, you're going to be seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases. Too many unvaccinated people. This is a joke. You have a show topic for a couple of weeks from now. (laughs) And uh, another listener points this out. And it's true, the CDC was going to be lifting the mask mandate in two weeks on May 3rd. So I don't think this should be made such a big deal of that it was a Trump-appointed judge since the CDC was going to lift it anyway. I will decide to wear or not wear a mask based on my surroundings. But at least now I can decide for myself. Yeah, that makes sense. I, You know, I hope I don't have to wear the mask. But if there's a guy sitting next to me, you know, it's situational awareness. If there's some guy slobbering with red eyes and coughing up a lung next to me, I think I might put the mask on. And I'm okay with that. And, again, I don't care if it annoys somebody else, the fact that I'm wearing a mask. I just don't care. Get over yourself. I have the freedom to wear it or not wear it. Don't judge me. You know, deal with yourself. It's... Let me close with this. It's precisely because people selfishly put their opinions before science and facts that we needed the mandate. Amen to that. When we come back, 
Have you ever had a calling? The next person who comes on the air here on CCO was, what, he was at a sporting event? He was skiing. He yes, was skiing yes. in Colorado. Indeed. And it dawned on him he needed to be in Poland helping refugees from Ukraine. He got on a plane and made that happen. We hear his story next. Paul, back with you. DJ, Jordana here in spirit. She'll be back on the air with us tomorrow. I have such respect for people who step up, who don't just talk about how they'd like to help, but actually put their lives on pause and help other human beings. Stephen Gibbett is um, actually from Houston, and he recently returned from a two-week trip to Poland where he served food to refugees through World Central Kitchen. Stephen, joining us today on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Stephen, great to have you with us. Thank you. It's good to be with you. So you're from Houston, and I, I just want you to map this out a little bit and retrace your steps for listeners. You were what? You were skiing in Colorado, and and DJ, my producer, said that you you had a calling. Um, not quite a vision, but it, it was pretty black and white in your mind what you had to do, right? Can you explain that? Yeah, I was sitting at, uh, at dinner with my son and grandson, uh, catching up on what was going on in this terrible war. And I saw a picture that I think so many people have told me they've seen. It was a picture of, of a row of buggies left at a train station by Polish women for Ukrainian women who are arriving with children and didn't have a buggy. And I saw it, and uh, I booked a flight to Poland, literally. Just like that? Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I didn't know where I was going to be staying, but I knew where this town was because I had my phone and I found the nearest airport and I booked a flight there and I booked a flight back and I gave myself about 14 or 15, 16 days, whatever it was. And I just knew I had to be there. My grandfather was from uh, the Crimea. He was Ukrainian and the other three sides of the family, if you were, were all Polish. And it just struck me. These are my people helping my people. And those people have been fighting with each other for a hundred years, but they came together and it just, I had to be there. Steve, what, what was that like being there? I mean, talk about, I'm I'm certain you were welcomed, right? Did, Did it turn out like you imagined it maybe in your mind's eye? No, you know, you can't imagine, you cannot imagine all that's going on. Uh, the town of uh, Semish has 60, 62,000 people, and half a million people have gone through there. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and they have to keep moving. They, they keep spreading them out uh, beyond, in, throughout Poland and beyond Poland, um, I literally, I had no idea when I was there how I was doing what I was doing. I'm 72 years old. I'm, I'm a skier, but I'm not in the best shape. And I was carrying around 80, peg, uh, 80 pounds of potatoes at a time. I was literally, I wasn't aware of it, but I was literally running on adrenaline. Mm. 
for 12 days in the kitchen. When I got home, my whole body was swollen and bloated. It, it was a week before I physically recovered. And the emotional recovery is still a work in progress. Talk a little bit. Now, you're Jewish. How, how does your faith enter into this? You said it was a calling. I mean, was, was there almost like a religious imperative for you to go? My son-in-law is a Lutheran minister. He lives a few miles from me. Uh-huh. And uh, in the Lutheran faith, a minister or pastor gets a calling. He doesn't get hired into a new job. He gets a calling. And I never understood that word until the moment I booked that flight. It, it, was, it was an imperative. I could not fail to be there. It was, I, I was just drawn Stephen, I think I think it must be something like the day after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, almost like being hit by lightning, and and you know it yeah. when it happens. And uh, yeah, there's no gray; it's 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 black and white. What what advice would you have to people here in Minnesota in the Upper Midwest? People are listening uh, nationwide on the Odyssey app. What advice would you have to people who may be toying with the idea? It's it's so easy to go, you know, go fund me and hey, I'm going to give fifty bucks and pat myself on the back and you know, I did a mitzvah, I did a good thing. What advice would you have to maybe it's a small minority of people who could do more than that, who could show up and be part of the solution, be part of the healing process in Poland or in Ukraine? What would you say to them right now, Steve? Well, first, let me tell you the advice I have to everyone who thinks this war is unjust is do something. If, if you cannot go, you can't go. If your health won't allow for it, if you can't afford to take off work or if you can't afford the ticket, it's okay. There's something you can do. You can write a letter to your elected officials and tell them what you think needs to be done. Everybody can do something. If it's not money, if it's not a letter, if you want to go, I say, do a little more planning than I did. It, accommodations are really tight there. The first uh, week, I was driving 90 minutes over the Carpathian Mountains, two mountain passes each way each day, because I couldn't find lodging nearby. But but just just know that it will change you forever. It will change what you think is important. It will change your sense of who you are and what you're capable of doing. And it will make you appreciate how lucky we are for all the division in this country. We are all so lucky to be here and not to have to. We have our problems. I don't have to tell you what they are, but we are all so lucky to be here and far from this sort of thing. I could not agree more. Uh, Every American, whether they realize it or not, has won the lotto just by being here and being able to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. And Stephen, um, I am in awe of your sacrifice and uh, your eloquence. Thank you for, for going over there and inspiring, hopefully, some of our listeners to step up and become more involved in this fight. Is there any ambiguity in your mind over who is the aggressor? I mean, no. is, is this, I mean, is this good versus evil? Yes, it is good versus evil. It's so clear. 
all you have to do is see a 75-year-old woman walk through the door when she is entering Poland and hear her describe how she had spent four weeks to get 700 miles, part on foot, part on local buses, had one to two slices of bread a day, that's all she had, to walk up to this enormous assortment of food we had for anyone who was there and have this woman say, do you have a little something for me? If that doesn't tear you apart, nothing will. Stephen Givett, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story on CCO. God bless you, and uh, thank you for what you did and what you're doing right now. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. Thank you. Whoa. Yeah. There's some people who talk a good game and other people who actually step up and get stuff done. And uh, we need more Stephen Givitz right now. That whole thing about, you know, Poland coming to the rescue, I married a woman who is half Polish, so I, I get that. Tough, strong, resilient, fierce. And uh, I wouldn't want to be up against the Poles <laughs> or the Ukrainians. Anyway, when we come back, somebody who lived uh, through a, a different tyrant, my, my father survived Stalin and he survived Hitler, and recently I had a chat with my 91-year-old dad, Volker, and he has a funny story to share with all of us when we come back on CCO. Paul here with my dad, Volker. We talked about food and food shortages under the Soviet Union that my father was very familiar with. And now he has another story about a Jewish dissident who came over from Russia and somehow dad became the translator and uh, it made for some amazing back and forth. Dad, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back in CCO. It's a pleasure to be on the air. Yes, this is, if I may title it, the story of Yuri. One of the great characters I met in my life. He was a Russian dissident. Jimmy Carter was successful in getting several Jewish dissidents who wanted to leave the Soviet Union to come to the United States legally. And our company took uh, a couple, Yuri and wife. I must mention, uh, I was vice president of a large printing company and I was foreign born and people came to me for anything, whether it was how to spell Swahili or Italian or Greek. Uh, I was the expert, which of course I wasn't. I always told people I speak two languages, English and German, but that's it. Yuri came to us and spoke very little English. But after a few months, Yuri learned fast. He knew I was German born. So we had some nice conversations. I remember this usually was outside. You Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We in January like to sit, stand outside our front door when it was cold and snowing in shirt sleeves. He said, ah, like Siberia. So... One day I asked him, Yuri, you've been here now for quite a while. What do you like most about America, about our freedom, the fact that you can move around? He said, oh, that is easy. What I like best in America, all the food in the stores. That threw me. I said, wow, really? He said, yes. He said, for the first time in my life, my wife and I have time after dinner to be together, to watch television, to play a card game. We never had time to do that. After dinner, the routine was I would stand in line at one store and she would stand in line at another store where she heard they just had a new supply of toilet paper. We were home by 10 and fell into bed. Now we have time to talk to each other. This has never happened. I said, well... (laughs) A few weeks later, it was October, uh, several of our pressmen came to me during coffee break. Apparently, they had asked Yuri, Yuri, look, it's October. We know where you live. You have a long walk. Why on earth don't you buy yourself a used car? We help you with it. We know. We know the dealers. You're going to get a good deal, and it doesn't cost you much. Yuri looked up and said, I would love to, but what kind of a car am I entitled to buy? (laughs) So this is the way it works in Soviet Russia. Depending on where you stand, your job, your position, possibly of the membership in the Communist Party, they will allow you when you're allowed to order a car. Let me remind you, in those days, there were no used car lots. You went to a state agency and you ordered your car. And then maybe a few months or a few years hence, you were allowed to pick up your car. That was a a glimpse on how the Soviet Union worked. Yes, Yuri got his car. It was totally new. Everything here in our country, Yuri and wife saw through... The Russian lens, or if you will, the communist lens. Everything we have and everything we do was totally foreign to him. It took him a while to finally become a normal, uh, I'm sure he became a citizen. I should also say Yuri and wife only stayed with us a little more than a year. Yuri was educated. He graduated to a job where he could use his newly learned English. English was not taught in Russian schools then. So, yes, this was a character I never forget. Yuri and and wife, I never get to talk much to to his wife. Smart people who came to this country and experienced freedom. Thank you, Dad. Well said. No, it wasn't quite long enough. 
<laughs> Everybody's a critic. Dad, it was fine. It was fine. It was, it was about five and a half minutes. Perfect. But, uh, and I remember, and I didn't witness this personally, but I remember when the wall came down and there was this flood of immigrants into the United States from the former Soviet Union. I heard stories, DJ, about some of these people walking into Byerly's and falling down on their knees and weeping at just the abundance, the choices, the options. It was like dying and going to heaven for these people who spent a big chunk of their lives standing in line. You would have to stand in line for everything. You'd have to, you know, be in the queue and... That's how, that's how the system worked. And um, so they just, you know, to this day, I still get chills thinking about that. And again, we normalize it, right? All of us. Oh, yeah, that's just the way it is at Costco or Cub or wherever. We have choices. But so much of the world does not have choices. And I, I, personally, I think it's why we're all so neurotic. There are too many choices. But... Uh, it's a good problem to have. But I like that. You know, what kind of car am I entitled to? <laughs> well, what would you like? What, what would you like? It puts it in perspective. I mean, we can go to the store and buy 18 different kinds of mac and cheese any yeah. day we want to. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not the case for a lot of people nope. in a lot of countries and a lot of times on this planet. Um, but it's it's normal for us. And we're mad when, oh, supply chain issues, I you know, my normal mac and cheese isn't there, so I got to get the backup mac and cheese. And that's the end of the world for us. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Economists are sounding the alarm about a possible huge hit to Asia's crop yields that could estimate up to half a billion people, and the culprit is rising fertilizer costs triggered by the Kremlin's invasion of Ukraine. So, um, again, it may cause costs to go up here in the United States. It could be life and death for parts of Africa and Asia that uh, rely on that fertilizer to grow their crops. We'll keep you posted when we come back, something that Colbert said that made us laugh. Forget Wordle. Now there's Wordle. And uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, Taco Bell Mexican pizza returning. All that and so much more next. Uh, today was also tax day, or as Jeff Bezos calls it, no, it's not. <laughs> now, if you procrastinate on your taxes, you're not alone. As of last week, 40% of this year's taxpayers were still unaccounted for with many scrambling to submit their documents today. In fact, Google's top search term today was, what is 1099, how to get face transplant and move to Mexico tonight? <laughs> those face transplants, be careful with those. They never turn out well. Oh, my goodness, Colbert. Ah, tax day. Um, so um, a couple of things you brought to my attention, first of all, and you and I... Uh, we bond over many different things. We love to travel. Uh, we're both, we share the same faith. And uh, we both like Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk about a guilty pleasure. Well. Either Crunchwrap Supreme or a Chalupa I don't, box or, yeah. 
I don't go every day, and no, and, and I'm not going to judge you if you go every day. <laughs> you have the freedom to to do that. They have, are there vegetables at Taco Bell? Yeah, they have like tomatoes, tomatoes. and uh, yeah, corn is a vegetable. There's corn in the tortillas, well, right? Ketchup. Reagan said ketchup was a vegetable. Have, so have, is hot sauce? Oh yeah. I you mean, go with the hot. Uh, I go with the fire at minimum. Sometimes the Diablo. Oh, they have Diablo. Oh yes. Yeah, oh. yeah it's, it's higher than. Fire. And and you had an interesting observation about uh, all things Taco Bell. Oh well, <laughs> well yeah, we're talking about this because they're introducing a new um, or, or bringing back one of their menu items. But you know, let's face it, there's about twelve ingredients at Taco Bell, and everything they serve is just like a different way of stacking those ingredients and yeah. you know service. So you know, it's it's all kind of the same stuff. But here they come out with the return of the Mexican pizza, which has been on a two-year hiatus, and they're bringing it back, which is what, I mean, that's the Taco Bell of my youth. I used to always get the pizza, and it's got the two kind of circular hard-shell corn tortillas, and it looks like a little pizza, and it comes in a little cardboard box, and oh, I used to love those things. So it's coming back a month from today on May 19th. You can get your Mexican pizza. Again, same 12 ingredients, just in a different shape, but it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ugh. And uh, you and I both uh, played. I didn't realize there's such a thing as Wordle. Yeah, it's not Wordle. It's different. Yeah, Wordle. Wordle. Yeah, and it's hard to say. Yeah. I'm hooked. I'm not in on the Wordle thing. I know everyone else on the planet is in on Wordle. I'm, yeah. I'm down on Wordle. I'm up on Wordle. Why? Now it's shapes of countries. Yes. Yeah, so it shows you the outline, just right. the b- blank black outline of a country. And you have to try to guess what it is. And it's harder than you'd think. And then if you get it wrong, which I usually do on the first guess, it tells you it'll have a little arrow and a number. And it says, you're wrong, but the correct country is, you know, 837 miles west of where you are. And then you go, okay, well, so you hmm. you did I, – I, I can't give it away, I guess, because people could go out and play today. But that's what you did when you played today. You guessed the wrong country and – it said it was X miles west, and then you finally figured it out. So I, I'm hooked. Forget Wordle. Let's play Wordle. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm actually impressed. But yeah. yeah, the whole I need to do more with board games. Are, are, are your girls are still a little young for board yeah, games? Yeah, they have right? a few kind of kids. Board you games, haven't taught them poker not, yet, no, or no, any not of that? quite, or blackjack. They like to play Cranium, which is obviously way above their speed. But there's Play-Doh and a little timer, so they mess around with that. That's cool. All right. So I think we had a show today that the interview uh, with that guy who lives in Houston yes. who felt a calling to go to Poland and help, just breathtaking. And if you miss that, I'm going to be posting it at P. Douglas Weather. But also use the Odyssey app Rewind. He was on, what, 520, and he was, he was phenomenal. And Mark Seely was amazing, too. Talking about, hey, don't be misled. We could very easily wind up with a stinking hot summer. In other words, there's no direct correlation between chilly Aprils and chilly summers. You know, we kind of want to go there, but don't go there. It's going to be a great summer. You ready? You ready for summer? Uh, No, after Saturday. All right. Seven inches of snow at Lutzen. Yeah, they're still skiing up there. They could ski year-round up there, I think. All right. Jordana's back tomorrow. We'll see you then. What is it, Paul? I don't even know. It's it's sunny and Friday.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.